Hello, everybody. Welcome to Heather Shaw is Kidding. It's Heather Shaw. I'm here. We've made it another week. We're here. We're queer. Our STD tests are clear. Maybe they aren't for you, you know, and that's okay. If you have a little gonorrhea, it'll be gone, Norea, tomorrow. You can get some antibiotics for that. What am I saying? I don't know. How you doing? Happy Wednesday. Um, sometimes when I post these um, on YouTube, I get comments from people that say, happy hump day, Heather. And that's unsettling. It's truly unsettling. Just say happy Wednesday. We don't need to add in a hump. What is that about? I don't know. I just, you know, when I hear happy hump day, I just, I just hear, you know, stick it in. Happy anal day, Heather. I don't know. That's where my mind goes. Maybe we can just say happy Wednesday from now on, but how you doing? How's your week been? Has it been adequate? Are you okay? Have you caught the norovirus? Apparently there's a there's a norovirus going around. You know, everything now is like every little sickness or whatever is people get a little weird. I don't know if I've been on TikTok too long, but this week all I've seen is people talking about the norovirus. Watch out. Masks on, pussies away. Keep your pussies away from the norovirus. It's coming for you, baby. Essentially, it's just a stomach flu. You know, it's it's not like, you know, the second or third or maybe the fifth coming of COVID. We've had a lot of COVID variations. People forgot about COVID. You know, it's like a boy band. We're just like, oh, yeah, they had that one song. Um, You know, but norovirus, I think it's just a stomach flu. You're sick maybe for, you know, three days. Maybe you, you uh, puke. You get a little diarrhea. Diarrhea Perlman. And, uh, you know, you get on with your day. Nothing that you need to be super treated for. It's just, you know, wash your fucking hands, stay in bed, and uh, make sure you, you, you aim for the toilet bowl when you're puking. I'm a great puker. I actually, I got sick last night. I was thinking maybe it is the norovirus. I've been traveling. I was in Batavia, Illinois. Uh, I love Batavia, Illinois. I was at the Comedy Vault. Great comedy club. Shout out to Liz, the owner of the Comedy Vault. She was amazing. I had an amazing time at the uh, Comedy Vault. Great audience. Um, I'll be posting some clips from that show soon. It was so fun. But, you know, I've been traveling, so I thought maybe... So here's what happened. Last night, I was watching a movie with my fiance. It was... She chose the movie, okay? And I'm not shitting on her movie choices. We just have a lot of... We're, we're different in our movies. You know, I like the dramas. I like the docu- the documentaries. The, the kind of dark, boring shit. You know, I want to watch about a pedophile ring. I want to watch a documentary about a pedophile ring. That's how... My comfort movie is Requiem for a Dream. And you think I'm, I'm not joking. When I'm like, oh, I want to put on a cozy movie. What can I... Wa-? I put on Requiem for a Dream. I love that fucking movie. So that's where my head's at. Do you know? I like sad shit. You know, sci- I want to watch... If, I, if I'm home alone and I want to binge reality TV, do you know what I put on? I put on intervention. That's my, t- that's my idea of a good time, is just watching, you know, meth addicts sucking dick for another hit. It's kind of like when you would watch, when you'd stay home sick and you'd watch Jerry Springer. It just made you feel good about your life. I'm not watching intervention to be like, yeah, fuck these people. Like, it's, it's, it's very compelling TV for me. And very interesting to me, but it also does make me feel good. I'm not stealing from my grandma's medicine cabinet to get high, so I'm doing okay. 
Uh, but we were watching, she, so she, I like the dark stuff. My fiance, she likes the stuff that makes her feel good. And I get it. And she's also, she's so girl. She's so woman. She is womanhood. She is so soft baby. Do you know what I mean? So she put on Trolls, the movie Trolls, animated movie. I mean, it's, it's everything I would never watch. Animation, Justin Timberlake and Anna Kendrick voicing these trolls. Get out of here. And halfway through the movie, we were, I was sort of watching it. I was doing some other work and watching it. I started feeling nauseous, very nauseous. And I was like, I don't, it's probably because I have to listen to Justin Timberlake and Anna Kendrick voice these troll dolls. Uh, the movie was actually good, despite everything, except halfway through, I, I got super fucking nauseous. I don't know, was it the colors, the music? It's kind of an obnoxious film. Is it? I don't even know if you can call it a film. Is an animated movie a film? I don't know. But immediately, like halfway through, I got nauseous. I jetted upstairs and just had an exorcism. Everything in my stomach was in the toilet bowl. Everything that I had eaten in the past, I don't know, six months was in the toilet bowl. A pure exorcism. And I never puke like that, ever. You know, I don't drink anymore. That It, it brought me back to like when I used to drink. That was like a typical Tuesday. I would, you know, I'd end my Tuesday puking in a toilet bowl and I'd be like, all right, my work here is done. But yeah, I got like super violently ill. I didn't have any downstairs uh, vomit, which is what I call diarrhea, you know, because, you know, you're vomiting out of your asshole, essentially. That's what diarrhea is. And I'm sorry if I'm grossing you out. I know some people commented they were real upset with my burps, my mouth farts last episode. So I'll try to keep those to a shout for you. A lot of people were just like, I, I tried to listen to this piece of shit episode, but you kept mouth farting nonstop. It was disgusting. Have some class, you faggot. Um, I'll try to keep the mouth farts to a shout. But yeah, so I was, I was really sick last night. Probably the whole ordeal was probably 30 minutes where I, you know, I, I, I puked a sh- all, everything out and then I drank water. And then I puked that up and I was like, all right, I'm not going to drink anymore because I'm just going to puke it up. And I just went to bed and I woke up and I felt better today. I haven't puked today, but I I don't know what that is because, you know, I'm not I'm not eating food that gives me food poisoning. I'm not out here, you know, munching on meat and dairy. I don't I don't eat any of that. So I didn't eat anything crazy yesterday except some pussy. No. okay, that's too far. Now that's too far. The mouth farts were fine, Heather, but you can't start. You can't talk about eating pussy and getting sick from it. Imagine if you could get food poisoning from eating pussy. Oh, my God. I would be giving food poisoning to everybody I know. Um, but, yeah, I don't know what caused it. I'm guess I'm going to blame it on the trolls. I'm going to blame it on Justin Timberlake and Anna Kendrick. Those are the two main voice actors in that movie, by the way, if you're confused. Why does she keep mentioning the most insufferable people in the industry? It's because they voice the trolls. If anybody's going to voice the trolls, it's going to be those two and maybe Lin-Manuel Miranda. I could see him being a troll. Um, but I'm feeling better now. I thought maybe it's the norovirus. This thing's going around. It's a, it's a stomach flu. It's, you know, there's nothing you really do. You just sit at home, wash your hands and, and you know, wait it out. But I feel better today. It just was very weird. Um, hopefully I don't get any weird comments that are, you know, that's telling me I have, you know, I don't know, AIDS, cancerous AIDS, cancer light. 
Uh-oh. Watch out for the comments. You just mouth farted after saying cancerous AIDS. I am canceling you. Um, all right. Well, that was up top. Let me just remind you, if you like the show, um, please be sure to subscribe to the show. You can leave a comment if you want. Thank you if you have. I've re been reading some of the reviews I've seen on, on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify. Uh, thanks for leaving a review if you have. I appreciate it. Kind words. Someone said, this, this, ep this podcast is like listening to an unhinged person scream. I love it. Thank you. That's exactly what I set out to do. I love this podcast. I'm just ranting at you. I sound mentally unstable. I'm talking to you about vomiting while watching the Trolls movie. It's a good time. Tell your friends about this or gatekeep the podcast if you want. I don't mind. You can gatekeep it. Keep it a secret. Um, I also have the Patreon. If you want to support me over there on the Patreon, you just sign up. It's $3, $3 a month, $5 a month, whatever you want. Whatever tier you choose, you get the same amount of access. It's just how much you want to sponsor this gay for. Three, $3 a month, you can sponsor this faggot. Every time, I, every time I get a new Patreon member, that's one less burp you'll hear in this episode. How about that? That's a promise that's not guaranteed. The Patreon's fun. We're, our, our numbers are, are growing over there. It's fun. It's, it's, uh, it's a weird, fun group. There's a chat that we have going on. A guy from Scotland joined, and he just he talks a lot, you know. I don't know if that's normal for Scottish people or if, or if he just, you know, he's just mentally unstable. But it's a fun Patreon. You get a bonus episode uh, every week of this podcast, and that's more personal. I think uh, I talked about Shane Gillis on, on SNL this past uh, podcast episode and uh, my thoughts on that and uh, some other fun stuff, things like that. Join the Patreon if you want. I have upcoming shows. I'll be in Nashville, Tennessee this weekend, Friday and Saturday at Third Coast Comedy Club. You can get tickets at heathershawcomedy.com. I'll be in Cleveland at the end of March. Um, update, if you listened on the last episode, I told you that I'm doing um, the Comedy Club Hilarities in Cleveland on March 28th, and a gay guy, I hope he's gay, maybe he's just an ally, a gal -i. A gay guy hit me up and said, do you want to come do a spot at the at this gay club after your show at uh, Hilarities in Cleveland? And I said, absolutely, faggot. Fucking drop the pin. I'll be there, bitch. Um, turns out I found out the name of the club. All I had to do was go back and read an email. It took me three days, but I did it. Uh, the name of the club is Cocktails. Come on. Huh? Going to put your cock in my tail? Get it? It's an anal. It's an anal name. I knew it was. I knew the gay club was gonna be something gay. Poppers, prep, cocktails. These are things that I suggest for names. But uh, yeah, it'll be a cocktails. I'm doing a little uh, set after my Cleveland hilarity show. So if you hang out at cocktails, if you're a bartender at cocktails, I'll see you there. I'll be popping on, doing maybe 20, 30 minutes. But it'll be fun. I haven't stepped foot in a gay bar or gay club in years. Um, so I'm excited to go back to my roots. I think it's a mostly gay guy bar. So again, very excited to just walk in there and everybody look at me like, bitch, you, you need to go back to Home Depot. Why are you in here? This isn't for you. I either get that or I get, who let this little boy in? You know, a lot of gay guys are like, who invited the twink? This twink is not welcome. We don't take 12-year-olds at this club. 
I'm excited to, to do comedy there. You know, uh, gay guys are, are a hard, hard audience. They're a hard audience for me. It's hard to crack the gay guys sometimes, you know, either gay guys take themselves very seriously or they just don't want to listen to a woman talk. And both of those are fair. Gay guys have heard enough of the women yapping. They're like, you know, shut the fuck up, queen. Um, we don't want to hear your fucking dyke jokes. Get your if, if if I if I have to hear you say labia one more time, I'm you know, I'm going straight. That's what they're saying to me with their eyes. Every time I perform for gay guys, they are over it before it even begins. It'll be fun, though. Um, so Cleveland, I'll be there. Indianapolis, come on out to Indianapolis, please, dear God. I don't know what my draw is in any of these cities. I never know. I never know who's going to show up. Uh, I was in Batavia. It was fantastic. I think we almost had a 200 people there uh, on a, uh, what was it, a Wednesday night? It was amazing. Um, so it's really, it's, it's interesting to see what cities, you know, I did like, I think the worst, I did like Kansas city and I think like 50 people showed up. I, I was, I was pretty bummed, but I was talking to a bartender and she was like, this is a football city. You know, maybe she was just trying to make me feel good. Cause I know if Matt Reif showed up to Kansas city, he'd sell out, you know? Um, but I'm not there yet. I'm hoping I just, I hope people come to these shows. I promise I'm funny. I have material. Um, Indianapolis, I'll be in St. Louis. I just booked Janesville or Janisville. I don't know how it's called, what it's called, how to pronounce it. I'm having a stroke. Excuse me. Janesville, Wisconsin, uh, or Janisville. I'm sorry if I'm fucking that up. I'll learn it for for the next episode. And then DC. And I think we are working on, or just booked Richmond, Virginia. So that's exciting stuff. Come out to these shows. I promise I'm funny this Saturday. If you're in and around Nashville, Come out to the show. It's a smaller club. It'll be very intimate and cute. And uh, there will be a splash zone. I'll just squirt on you uh, if that's enticing. Come out. If it's not, still come out. Wear a raincoat. I have been getting I have been getting notes on the podcast. Somebody, um, I'm getting good things. I'm getting good feedback. But then I also get batshit people who are like, you need to add music to your podcast up front. No, I'm not doing that. Why do you need to listen to like a little theme song? We're just jumping in. It's not because I'm lazy. It's just I don't like music on podcasts. I just I already I we're going to have to skip through this to get to what I want to get to anyways. You know what I mean? I say cut out the music. Jump right in. No music on this podcast. Uh, Somebody said my background is boring. I can't lie. It is. Sorry. I'm I'm working on the studio. Uh, Very not a lot at all. When I say I'm working on it, I mean mentally I'm thinking about it, but you know, I'm not really too concerned with the video part. I figure you just put it on, look at my face or just listen to it. Just listen to it. What are you doing? You have time to stare at a screen? What are you, a toddler? Do you not have a, a job to do? Um, but the background is boring. I'm not going to lie. I'll spice it up uh, eventually. But, you know, right now I'm just, uh, I'm worried about making the best podcast audio wise that I can. And also I'm lazy. And also I have, I have bad lesbian vision when it comes to like art and stuff. I'm not good at it, you know? Uh, what else? Oh, the burping sounds. Somebody said to knock that off. And um, no, I'm not going to do that. We'll see though. Um, my uh, fiance, when I was came back from, uh, I came back from Batavia, my fiance went out for this event. She had this work event. 
And uh, usually when my fiance goes out, um, I'm able to, you know, I don't drink, so I'm at home. I'll try to pick her up if I can, if I'm up. I mean, my, my thing is like, if it's past midnight, I'm probably sleeping. Um, but I like to be able to have, have my fiance have the option that I can pick her up, you know, from wherever she is, because I, it just creeps me out. The idea of my fiance or any, any person, mostly women getting into an Uber at like 1am. I fucking hate the idea of that. I don't know if it's just me. I mean, it makes me feel crazy because I, I, it, it's, it's mind boggling to me that anybody does that. I used to do it when I drank. So I'm not judging. It's just now from the outside view. It is fucking crazy to get into an Uber at 1am of, let's be real, it's usually a man, you know, that you don't know to take you home and you're just trusting that he's going to take you home. So when my fiance goes out, I, I really tried to like, I'm like, you know, if it's, if I'm up, I'll pick you up. I don't care. Um, but there's some times where I'm sleeping or like, you know, this past weekend where I wasn't home. Um, and she was out, she had a creepy Uber driver. She had a creepy Uber driver. She told me, um, she made it home. She's alive. You know, that'd be real weird if my fiance got murdered and I waited until, you know, 20 minutes into this podcast to talk about it. By the way, I am, can I still be, can I be widowed if I didn't marry her yet? She said she survived, but the Uber ride was very creepy. The driver was this dude, um, you know, appearances don't matter. He was just kind of uh, saying really weird, creepy shit to her. My fiance is gorgeous. It doesn't matter. You know, I'm not saying if an ugly woman got in the back of that car, he wouldn't have done it. Because I'm at 1 a.m., the person driving the Uber is going to be a creep, you know? He's not worried about the looks. He's like, do you have a warm hole I can stick it in? But she said he was saying weird shit to her, like things like, do you want you want to have babies with me and... Um, where do you, you know, what do you do? And would you want to hang out later? And uh, we could make some good babies, just real like creepy shit, you know, that you, and as a woman, you're very vulnerable sitting in the back of some guy's car as he's saying this, because you can't, you can't overreact, right? If you overreact in that situation, meaning you get upset and you call him names or you say that's unacceptable. If you're like, oh, you know, you run the risk of pissing him off you know, or uh, hurt offending him or hurting his, you know, masculinity um, to the point where he may do something to you. I mean, it sounded like this guy, I mean, look, he made, she, he dropped her off. I will say he was an absolutely creepy guy for what he was saying to her, but at least he dropped her off. At least he was just assaulting her with his, with, with his words. He could have done way worse. So I will say thank you, sir, for just being a good old creep and not doing the, you know, not going through with the whole creep notion of like, you know, assault and murder. Thank you, sir. But she was creeped out and and I, I think she just went the route of like, you know, not patronizing, not, you know, just kind of sitting back and kind of ignoring certain comments and only... Uh, engaging when she had to be engaging with him and just just riding it out essentially literally until she got home uh, but she told me this and it was just like god you know you want to I don't know what you can do in that I mean she reported him to uber um you know I didn't even 
I didn't look to see what this guy looked like. I didn't, you know, it just, it, it bothers me. And it, it just reminds me of why I like to pick her up. But then, you know, it's also just like the whole idea of Uber is just a fucking fever dream. I can't believe that we do this willingly as a, as a society. And I did it all the time um, as, a, as, a, as a drunk woman. I was constantly taking Ubers at 1, 2, 3, 4 a.m. Uh, and I am nowhere near as feminine, beautiful, uh, sexy as my fiance. Now, my fiance was tipsy. She wasn't like shit-faced, but she was tipsy. Um, she, was, she had her wherewithal. She could handle herself. But it, it's just such an idea that we're just like, hey, why don't we get women who are drunk or tipsy or whatever at midnight, 1 a.m., 2 a.m.? Why don't we get them to hop on an app and call over a complete fucking stranger who is more than likely a man to pick them up? They can just hop in their back seat. What would go? What could go wrong? A drunk woman, a complete stranger who's definitely a man. I'm so surprised that we don't have more reported murders, reported like attacks from Uber. It just, I, we, I'm so surprised that it's not more um, lambasted as an idea, you know? And I remember hearing how we used to have, there used to be like this idea of an Uber that was for women driven by women. I don't remember what it was called. I don't know why it didn't take off. I mean, I have an idea and I, unfortunately it's because of women. I think that's why it didn't take off. Let me explain in a second. This Uber was like, I think it was, it was, something gay it was called like uber pink or something you know something like so stupid where it's like you know barbie ride but it was essentially was that it was women drivers that would only um give rides to other women just to make them feel safe you know what i mean now i'm not saying women can't be evil but i feel much more comfortable going up against another woman if i have to as opposed to even the scrawniest dude i probably couldn't take for some reason um but I like the idea that I don't know what the fuck happened with that rideshare app. It would have been huge. I think I think it may have been shut down because of the discourse of, well, what is a woman? I really think that's what happened, if I'm remembering this correctly, and I could be way wrong. But I think this idea for a rideshare app came out and they were like, hey, we're going to have women drivers and they're going to only pick up other women passengers so that everyone feels safe. And it was like, fuck yeah. And I think... There was a discourse over, well, what classifies as a woman? And then it got murky and then it got weird. And it was like, well, can a trans woman get a ride? Can a trans woman be a driver? Can, you know, what if a, any guy can just put on a dress and say he's trans? Like, it just got really weird. You know what I mean? Like, obviously, trans women are, you know, they're part of the the woman group. They can be part of it. You know what I mean? It just it just became like, well, if 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 you have genderless bathrooms, then that just means a man can come into a woman's bathroom and just start raping. Like it was that kind of bullshit. You know what I mean? Um, I wish that app would come back because it it still it just infuriates me that knowing that when I'm not home or like if I'm sleeping and my fiance needs a ride back, more than likely she has to hop in a guy's fucking car. And she's at the whim of whatever he wants to do. Be a good guy, be a creepy guy, be a murderer. You know, it just sucks. So I'm like, I'm like, I, we got to bring that rideshare back, that women to women. And men, you can ride in your own little man cars. 
Get in your little bar fights in the car. Do whatever you want to do. Suck each other's dicks, whatever men do together. I don't know, experiment. Jack off together. But there's certain apps that should just be only for women. It's like Instacart. Every person I know that uses Instacart that's a woman complains about men being their Instacarter or whatever they call them. Uh, Because men can't grocery shop. Even men that are signing up to work for Instacart suck at their job. Men just innately are bad at, at Instacarting. At least straight men are. You know what I mean? So it's just, I think that only women should Instacart. I think only women should be driving Ubers at night for other women. In a perfect world, men can do certain things. Men can be door dashers. Sure, I trust you with my fries. Go ahead, sneak one, Jeremy. I don't care. You know what I mean? Just don't spit in it and just deliver it to me within two hours, please. Men can be on DoorDash, Uber Eats, and Grinder. That's where they belong. But everything else I want women to be, I want women picking out my groceries on the Instacart, even though I don't even use it, and I want women driving home my fiance. Please, dear God. Let's make change. That's my rant on uh, Uber and how creepy it is. Sorry if you can hear my dog in the background. She's having a seizure. I don't know what to do. Just kidding. She's fine. She has anxiety. She's such a millennial. I don't know. Maybe maybe she saw too many 9-11 clips as a child and just can't get over it. She was on Rotten.com her entire adolescence, and she just can't live with it in the world. Uh, Gypsy, a little, uh, update on Gypsy Rose news. Uh, she may be pregnant, which is, you know, she's moving fast. She is fast tracking her life. Spent a lot of time in prison, got out, married a man who looks like, you know, Peter Griffin. Uh, he looks like a clean Peter Griffin. He looks like Peter Griffin's smart, able cousin. Do you know what I mean? He looks like Peter Griffin without the alcoholism. I, I realized that the other day, but she may be pregnant. And uh, I don't know how this could be good for anybody. I hope it's not real. I don't even know if the, the cameo thing I was talking about in the last episode is real. But uh, apparently Gypsy may be expecting a baby. Um, and her and Peter Griffin may be, you know, bringing a child into this world. We'll see what that's like. Um, I don't know what she would... <sighs> I mean, her as, her as a mother would be nurturing, maybe. I don't know. She's had a lot of trauma. So I can't imagine that uh, she will uh, have the tools to be a good mother. But maybe she will, you know. Hi, baby. You know what time it is. Time to get that fire tea. I don't know. Uh, her husband posted an Instagram photo um, where it was like soft launching maybe a fetus. You know, um, the photo was his hand over her stomach. You can't, there's no, you can't see her face or his face in it. It's just his hand over her stomach. And it said something like, I love our little family. First of all, little Peter Griffin. Um, so it's like hinting at, you know, he stuck it in and, and blew ropes into her. Um, you know, I don't know if she's, she's equipped to be a mother. I'm not saying that she doesn't deserve to be a mother. I I think she should take her time with it. She's only been in the real world for what, like five months, maybe not even right. Um, and, and she picked her partner while in prison. Slow down, Gyps, slow down. You need to go through at least another divorce. She needs to, I mean, I don't know. This guy seems fine, but 
you know, she picked her husband from writing somebody in prison, which is rough, especially when you have like Raya. She can just hop on Raya and find some French model to bang. You want to talk about Fire D? Get somebody with syphilis. Some real Fire D. But we'll see if that's real. I mean, maybe they're just kind of bored and, and, you know, looking for attention. You know, maybe she wants a quiet life. I don't know. I can't read the gypsy. I can't read gypsy at all. I barely have tried. I'm gypsy illiterate. Can barely read it. I always wanted to write a, uh, I wanted to start a self-help blog for illiterate people. And I wanted to call it, how did you find this? We'll see what happens with Gypsy. We'll see if she's uh, if she's got a baby in the oven, a bun in the oven. What would she name that baby? Um, you know, I I can't even imagine. Probably Cajun. I can I can see her naming her baby Cajun. His baby Cajun, Louisiana's favorite baby Cajun. I don't think she'd name the baby after her mother, but you never know. I wouldn't put it past the Gyps. All right, let's get into some ads here before we go over a little P. Diddler update. He's got some new allegations. My God. P. Diddler has stricken again, baby. P. Diddler strikes again. We'll get into it in a sec. First of all, before we uh, get into that, let's talk about Lucy Brown Coffee. Guys, I'm sorry if I sound out of it, by the way. I think I still might be sick. What if I just puke all over this mic and just continue? I'm just gurgling through it. Um, Lucy Brown Coffee, let's get into it. Enjoy coffee from Lucy Brown Coffee Bar without ever leaving the comfort of your home. Lucy Brown is now offering coffee subscriptions. All you got to do is simply fill out the form on their website and you get coffee beans from different and exciting roasters sent straight to your door. And that's all starting at just $20 a month. I love my subscription with Lucy Brown. I really do have one. I promise I use it. If you don't use it, you'll lose it, baby. Um, I have my subscription. I love it so much. I love Lucy Brown coffee. Um, I'm a coffeeholic, and Lucy Brown is my enabler. You know what I mean? I love their coffee. The coffee they offer is so good. It's L-U-S-S-I browncoffee.com. You just got to visit their website at lucybrowncoffee.com. Follow the coffee subscription button and get signed up today. You can use the code Heather Shaw is kidding for 10% off your first order, which is a fantastic deal. Uh, I used my own promo code shamelessly. I got 10% off, knocked that price down. It was fucking nice. I got my coffee. It's so delicious. I'm excited for this month's coffee, coffee coming up. I think it's coming up this weekend. I think I'm very excited. I love it. Go to lucybrowncoffee.com, sign up for that subscription, enjoy yourself. Stay gay. The Other Autism Podcast. Have you ever wondered if you might be autistic? Do you catch yourself playing too hard with your Funko Pops every night before bed? Or maybe you were recently diagnosed and now you're trying to understand autism and your place in the autistic community, which is way, way, way fascinating to me. I think it's so interesting when people are later, they're diagnosed later in life and then they get to research this. That was kind of a mouth fart. Watch out. That lady who's mad about it. There you go. The Other Autism Podcast is here to help. 
Each episode, your host, Kristen, brings you interviews with autistic folks who were diagnosed as adults. You'll hear what it was like for them going undiagnosed for most of their lives, and then how they came to terms with their autistic identities later on, which I find very fascinating. You know, if you went your entire life not knowing, what is, what is it about me that I can count all of the toothpicks on the ground? What is that? And then you find your community later on. You take a little test. You find out you have autism. I don't, I'm not trying to make fun of autism. Kristen, I love you. I find this purely fascinating, I promise. Um, it's, it's, a great, uh, it's a great little community and uh, the, the other autism podcast. It also covers the latest in autism research and topics at the forefront of autistic culture and scholarship. It's all interesting stuff, and uh, if you're autistic or wondering if you might be, the Other Autism Podcast helps you feel more informed and less alone. You can find the Other Autism Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. at Spotify, Apple, Google, MySpace, Facebook Marketplace, wherever it is. Check out the Other Autism Podcast. You won't be disappointed. I promise, I guarantee, I swear. Coffee and autism, man. What else could you want from this podcast? I am staying on brand. Somebody commented that they have shawtism. I love that. That made me happy. I love that so much. I think that's so great. So uh, people on Patreon were like, what should we call ourselves? Should we like fans of, you know, Heather Shaw? Which, you know, it's so funny to me to like say I have fans, but I guess I do. But the people on the, the people on Patreon were like, what should we call ourselves? The queefs? And I'm like, maybe don't call yourselves the queefs. Maybe respect yourself a little. We should call ourselves the queefsters. I'm like, no, 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 no. Let's not call ourselves the vag farts. I don't want my fans to be called the varts. Do you know what I mean? But I do like shotism. That's fun. Not to take the piss out of autism, but you know, it's a fun name. I'm shotistic. I, I really like that. I'm stealing that for myself. Whoever commented that on my last YouTube video, thank you, and I'm stealing it. All right, let's get into P. Diddy. P. Diddler. Remember, that's what we call him now. The first episode I ever did of this podcast was about P. Diddler, and now he's back, baby. And I think I've only had this podcast for two months, maybe almost three. P. Diddler strikes again. He's been accused of sexual harassment and assault by a, a male producer on his latest album. Let's get into this, uh, this article because we got to break it down. My God, P. Diddler. I saw somebody on TikTok equating this to like Harvey Weinstein, Weinstein getting taken down. I don't know. We'll see. The allegations are piling up, though, I will say. He's one after another. It started with Cassie. Remember, that one got settled like within one sleep. Like Cassie dropped the lawsuit. We all went to bed and we woke up and it had been settled. So that's, that screams guilty, right? That screams like, shut the fuck up, take my money and shut the fuck up. Let's not talk about this. All right. So this new one from today, Sean Diddy Combs was sued. Oh, so he was sued Monday in federal court by a producer on his most recent album. Is there nothing more depressing than being a producer on a new P Diddy album? God, what does that man have to talk about? What the fuck does P. Diddy have to talk about? You know, grooming Usher, sexually assaulting people, you know, having Biggie killed. What does he have to talk about on his music? That He's not even going to talk about the interesting stuff. You know, I wish, you know, maybe from all of this, you know what will happen? He'll, Diddy will pull a Kevin Spacey and just come out as gay. Do you remember when Kevin Spacey initially was um, 
initially had his all of his accusers come out. And as a way of detra- uh, distracting from all of the accusations, Kevin Spacey was like, yeah, um, also, by the way, I'm gay. Maybe, maybe you care that I'm gay. Who cares if I fucked a 14-year-old boy? I am gay. He tried really hard to distract us. And uh, then he took out everybody that was supposed to testify against him. They're all dead. So Kevin Spacey wins. Diddy also likes to allegedly have people killed. So, you know, maybe it is just part of the rich asshole sexual offender playlist, the playbook, you know, distract him with your gayness and then have him killed. It's very interesting. The producer Rodney Lil Rod Jones. So his name means tiny dick. The producer said, my name's Rodney, which is a respectable male name, but don't call me Rodney. Call me Lil Rod. All right, Lil Rod. You know, my name's Larry, but you can call me micropenis. Okay, MP. Lil Rod Jones says in the lawsuit that he lived and traveled with uh, Combs, P. Diddler, from September 2022 to November 2023, so about a year, during which time he recorded hours of video and audio of P. Diddler and his staff and others engaging in serious illegal activity. Oh, boy. So he's got the video to prove it. Let's see how fast this one gets settled. Two things are going to happen here. Either this is going to get settled real fast. Now, Lil Rod, Lil Micropenis, he's asking for $30 million, I believe. Yeah, he's seeking $30 million in damages. I love that damages has an amount. That's my favorite thing about lawsuits is when they're like, I was emotionally distraught in the amount of $30 million. He's asking for 30 mil. Why wouldn't you? But here's what's going to happen. Either Diddy's going to say, you know, shut the fuck up, take my money, go away. But that's a lot of money. I don't know how much he settled for Cassie, but, you know, Cassie's got at least some, you know, reputation. She's got some name to her. So I feel like he felt more compelled to settle. He couldn't just put out a hit on Cassie, although could he? I mean, we don't know much. We wouldn't. He he killed his wife, allegedly, Kim Porter. I'm sure he could take out Cassie. Or the other thing that's going to happen is Lil, Lil Micropenis, Lil Rod is going to get murdered. And by murdered, I mean, you know, um, just had a heart attack, something, something innocuous, car crash, heart attack, couldn't take the, you know, distress of filing a lawsuit and, and decided to overdose on pills. Something like that could happen. So I'm, keep your eyes open. If this thing doesn't settle quick, because this is a giant lawsuit that comes along with recorded video and audio proof. So this is different than just he said, she said, or, you know, Diddy's bad. And this is because I'm saying it. It's like, no, there's proof. So either look for, you know, a quick settlement once again, or look for Lil Rod going to Lil Heaven. You know what I mean? Traveling up there to become a Lil Angel. Um, because I can't see Diddy uh, going through with this uh, trial or anything. Um. Among the allegations is that P. Diddler forced Lil Rod to procure sex workers and pressured him to engage in unwelcome sex acts with them and others, and that P. Diddler gave laced alcoholic beverages to people who attended parties at his home. Okay, so he's just a giant creep. You know, he hires he hires sex workers and, and has people do things with the sex workers. Okay, as long as you're paying the sex workers, okay, 
I mean, people should consent, obviously. There should be no unwelcome sex acts. But I have no problem with someone hiring a sex worker, paying the sex worker, the sex worker doing the sex worker job and then getting paid. That's just a business transaction. I have no problem with sex work, prostitution. It's all just a business transaction that involves sex. Who gives a fuck? Now, lacing beverages, that's fucked up, right? That's like when you, that's, you know, you can kill people that way. Not that Diddy cares. He probably loves that part about it. Allegedly. Uh, apparently, there's screenshots from gatherings hosted at Pete Diddler's home that includes underage girls and sex workers, some of whom were provided drinks that had been laced. Ugh. God, it's, it, it, when it gets into underage territory, when it gets into Epstein Island territory, it's not good. And if this guy's got video and audio proof, it's really not good. Lil Rod better be under some witness protection ASAP. He better be sitting in his bathtub at home with all the doors locked. Watch out, Lil Rod. I'm worried about you. I mean, I, I don't know what's going to come of this, but, I, you know, P. Diddy doesn't seem to be, uh, he doesn't seem to be putting up with this. I mean, his attorney, is, of course, is saying, it's all lies. Like, what else are they supposed to say? I mean, I feel like that's just every attorney's answer to anything. Any defense attorney is just like, no, <laughs> I could be a defense attorney. Jesus, all they have to go, all they do every time is just go, that is so not true. Oh, come on, guys. That's my impression of every defense attorney. No, that's what, that's, cr that's, cr that's crazy. Get out of here, you. They, uh, they claim Lil Rod is just doing reckless name dropping about events that are pure fiction and simply did not happen. It's nothing more than a transparent attempt to garner headlines. I don't know, man. seems like he, if, if anything, it's just to garner money. Hey, if I had to watch P. Diddy have overage sex with sex workers willingly, with no, be, no drinks being laced, I would still be asking for $30 million. Ugh. He is just so creepy, P. Diddler. Uh, we'll see where this goes. We'll see where this goes. This was filed Monday. It hasn't been settled yet as of Tuesday. Um, but could this be the thing that takes down uh, P. Diddy, P. Diddler? Uh, how funny would it be? After everything, let's just say hypothetically that P. Diddy did have Biggie killed, that he did have Kim Porter, his ex, killed, that he, you know, has stolen money, that he groomed Usher, who then allegedly groomed Justin Bieber. I mean, even P. Diddy kind of groomed Justin Bieber, allegedly. There's like old videos of there's old videos of, of P. Diddler hanging around like a 16-year-old Justin Bieber and being like, yeah, I'm your big brother. It's like, what is this about? There is no no like cool, good guy, man, grown adult man wants to mentor a 16-year-old like that and be like, just call me big brother. No. Any the minute any man is like, I want to mentor a teenager, get him the fuck out of there. He's gonna rape. We'll see where this goes. Um, but I'm just saying, if all these things are true, if, if Diddy did all these things and then got taken down by a guy who goes by Lil Rod, I mean, that's just fun. That's, at the end of it all, he gets taken down by a guy who, whose street name, his producer name, is essentially just a name for a tiny dick. It's fun to see. 
Good luck, P. Diddler. It's like a slow burn to see P. Diddler go down. Because Harvey Weinstein, that was a quick one, wasn't it? I mean, once the balls started rolling, there was a documentary that came out. There were a bunch of big, huge name actresses that came out and were like, yeah, he's creepy. He touched my nipple. Um, and did a lot of, of, of other horrible things. I'm just saying, like, you know, I think Gwyneth Paltrow was like, yeah, one time he looked at we, me weird. And it's like, okay, Gwyneth. Um, but Harvey Weinstein got taken down quick once it all came out. And it's it's so beautiful to know that he's just rotting in in prison now. Um, and he was a big, big wig, you know? So I don't, I don't, I don't think it's impossible to say that P Diddler could be next. I think it's just going to take something like a lot of video, a lot of photos, a lot of eyewitnesses, a lot of testimony, um, you know, to really solidify his guilt, to really solidify the, the things that he's done. I mean, it's crazy that Eminem can get on a track and basically insinuate and name you as the person who had Biggie killed. And you're still good and you're still out there. Just It's crazy because, you know, I believe everything Eminem says. I don't care. Uh, what else I want to talk about? The last thing I wanted to talk about. Oh, boy. I didn't I didn't watch anything new because, uh, you know, last night I was watching the trolls and then watching the puke in my toilet. Um, let's talk about this Wendy Williams documentary that's been it's a docu-series. I know earlier I said I love dark, disturbing docu-series. I said that my home... My comfort movie is Requiem for a Dream. You know, if that's not available, I'll watch Dear Zachary. If I need a good pick-me-up, I'll put on some Dear Zachary. But this one I can't get behind. I have not been compelled to watch the Wendy Williams docuseries yet. It's a Lifetime special. Number one, anything on Lifetime, I'm just like, I don't want to fuck with. I don't know what it is. It just feels cheap. You know, it's like the sheen of, of networks. Of, of TV channels. It just feels, ugh. So there's a Lifetime special. It's called, Where is Wendy Williams? First of all, you've been filming her. You know exactly where she is. But I digress. Um, it basically just focuses on uh, Wendy Williams' ongoing health challenges, her plans for a comeback, and her placement under financial guardianship, which is just, you know, talk for, let's take this lady who's who has all the money and let's, uh, let's, Let's lock up her money and let's control her money. Somebody's doing it. I don't know who it is. They did it with Britney for a while, for like years, what, almost two decades? And now she's under conservatorship. I think she may need it, it seems like, but it's also, uh, it's just icky. I've seen, I've seen some clips on TikTok. It's really icky. Um, there is no plan for a comeback. Once you've seen these clips, there is no comeback. Now, it's interesting, before this docuseries aired on Lifetime, her team came out and said, so just so you know, by the way, also, she has dementia and aphasia. Now, they didn't just find this out. They, they, this is how dirty this shit is. They filmed this entire docuseries where the clips that I've seen is Wendy Williams, um, eyes bugging, and I think that's a symptom of uh, Graves' disease. She also, I think, has alcoholism. She has some alcoholism issues. Eyes are bugging. She's she's clearly not all there. She's um she's in some scenes she's enraged and she's acting out and she's mean. Now maybe that was her always, but it does seem to be also kind of a symptom of dementia patients. You see, they sometimes get, you know, they're so confused and they they don't know where they are and they're so uh they're they're kind of scared, so they act out, they lash out, they're mean. You would be too if you had dementia, you know. Um, 
you're telling me they filmed all of this and and didn't know any of this and had no idea and then you know right before it premieres are like just just so you know also turns out this bitch is demented crazy anyways enjoy where is wendy williams i can't watch it i just feel like it's too exploitative for me i don't think i'm gonna learn anything from this and i kind of want to preserve the wendy williams i know um, I don't know that watching this helps her in any way whatsoever. There is no comeback. Wendy Williams, as we know it, is gone. You know, so now we're in the stage of like mourning the Wendy Williams that we all kind of knew in the past, the past 10, 15, 20 years. I know that she's been around forever, but the Wendy Williams that I grew to love was the talk show host, Wendy Williams. That's not ever going to be a thing anymore. She's, this is now the end of her life. Um, and I don't want to partake in just in watching the downfall of a woman who's uh, battling alcoholism, Graves' disease, dementia, and aphasia. Um, she's, uh, she's a legend. She, ha- she helmed some of the best things. How you doing? Doula peep. We all say doula peep. Um, death to all of them. I mean, all of the clips. I could watch Wendy Williams talk show clips all the time. And it just feels like it does no good to, to put on this docuseries and watch... Her be confused and angry, and what are we supposed to learn from this? Um, it feels like a less entertaining being Bobby Brown. You remember when Whitney Houston had that reality show with Bobby Brown, and they were just on crack for two seasons of that show? That was entertaining, but now looking back, you're like, oh, God. We were just watching two crackheads dance around and fight. And also, that cra- one of the crackheads is Whitney fucking Houston exploitative as fuck this feels like this um i don't i don't have an interest in watching when wendy williams uh kind of deteriorate i don't think i'm gonna learn anything she's not in her right mind to even give us any information about what's going on and what is it like now it's she's you know she's out of it if you watch some clips watch the clip with uh black china god is that her name or am i just racist <laughs> you come back and you're just like her name's just china heather um, there's a clip with her in Black China, I believe, where it's just, you know, you can tell that she's not all there. Black China is saying really nice things to her, and she's like, you know, thanks so much, Wendy. You've done so much. And Wendy just goes, my real name is Wendy P- Hudson, or whatever her name is. I don't know. It feels creepy. I've not watched it. I don't think I'll ever watch it. Um, she's got the same thing that Bruce Willis has. Nobody's putting Bruce Willis's ass on Lifetime. That's because he's surrounded by people that love him. Wendy Williams has nobody. Maybe this is karma for the way she's conducted herself in the entertainment industry, you know? Um, but damn, she still she still deserves to have somebody on her side. Bruce Willis, you don't see his ass on a fucking docuseries for Bravo. You know what I mean? Watch Bruce Willis deteriorate in front of our eyes. Where is Bruce Willis? You know, you're not seeing that docuseries. Because he's surrounded by family, surrounded by his his children, Demi Moore, and you know his his whoever wife or girlfriend, they would never do that to them. So it's just it's really sad to see that Wendy Williams doesn't have that support. Um, her ex husband sucks. I don't know what her son is doing. Um, maybe I don't know who's in charge of her money. Um, I mean her her son it appears to that her son was in the docu series, which just feels gross. I don't know. I it, I just I can't even um I can't even comment on what that show is or what the docu series is and if it's interesting or maybe you know maybe there is something to learn from it. To me, it just feels icky. 
And uh, there is no comeback. You're not going to see Wendy Williams in the same light you've ever seen her in the past. She's kind of gone, and I think that we should mourn the Wendy Williams we knew. And uh, somebody should be taking care of her in this next phase of her life, which is, you know, seems to be riddled with illness. Boy, what an uplifting, uh, <laughs> what an uplifting episode, huh? What did we talk about? We talked about Ubers being creepy. We talked about me vomiting everywhere. We talked about, uh, you know, P. Diddler raping. Wendy Williams losing her mind. This is what I'm here for. I'm here to bring you down on a Wednesday. You know, if you don't have depression, now you do. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, be sure to um, leave a review if you want. If you don't want to, that's fine. I've never left a review on a podcast, so I can't. I, it's hypocritical for me to say, you better. I've never once, and I listen to podcasts all the time. I've never once. So if you go out of your way to leave a review, just know I love you, and that it does mean a lot to me, but I'm not going to, you know, I get it if you don't. If you could at least rate it, that's one little tap on a screen. If you can do that, uh, you'll be cured. Uh, join the Patreon if you want. I'm telling you, it's so fun over there. Uh, extra episodes of this podcast are, are uploaded every single week without fail. I come through every week for you guys. It's a really fun uh, community over there. I love it so much. Um, and if you if you just want to support me as a comedian, you don't give a fuck about the extra episode. You don't give a fuck about even going on Patreon that much. Or if you just want to throw me money just to say, thanks, queer, keep it up. $3 a month, you can sponsor this gay then become a Patreon member and then fuck off. We love you either way. Again, my tour dates are all up on heathershawcomedy.com. I'll be in Nashville this Saturday. I'll be on uh, a Friday show. Friday, I'm doing a show. It's a themed comedy show where it's like called, um, it's a show where it's basically they take a comedian who's drunk, a comedian who's stoned and a comedian who's sober. And they just go up there and see who has the best set. Um, I'm in the sober side, obviously. Um, and I don't know who the comics are, but usually I've done shows like this in the past because this is a pretty common theme for a show. Uh-oh, mouth fart lady is about to have an aneurysm. And um, I'm telling you, every time I do this show, the drunk comic always wins. And by wins, I mean the audience likes their set the most. Because I think at the end, the audience votes which uh, set they like the most. Drunk comics always win. I think people just want to... S- people just enjoy watching drunk people do things. They're fun. They're goofy. You know, nobody wants to see um, a stoned person go up there and just whisper their way through their set being shy and weird. And nobody wants to see sober people because they're just like, fuck you, you square. So the drunks always win, and I support it. But I'll be on that show Friday night in Nashville at Third Coast Comedy Club. And then I'm doing my own show Saturday night in Nashville at Third Coast Comedy Club. Tickets are... uh, going quick. So get yours while you can. And again, I'll be in Cleveland, Indianapolis, St. Louis, Janusville, Janusville, Jansville, Wisconsin, DC, Richmond, Virginia, I think San Diego, uh, adding more dates every day. I promise. All right. Until next time, stay gay, queer. See ya.